0: Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. Hello there, warrior. I'm your host, Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a wisdom-sharing platform for all people impacted by an eating disorder. Recovery Warriors provides resources and support to heal your relationship to food, body, mind, and soul. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it is worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, we are going to be talking about boundaries and how to set them, why to set them, and what is a communication style that you can use in order to become a boundaries badass. Now, if you are someone who is emotionally sensitive and intuitive, you absolutely need this skill. Consider this a mini lesson in setting boundaries, and this is such an important topic that we will continue to cover it on this podcast. And during this time of year, over the holiday season, it can be Really important to set boundaries. It's often a time where we do need to set boundaries. And so, this lesson is here to inspire you how to do that and why to do that and when to do that. Because when you set boundaries, you get stronger. This is a really important thing to remember. It's not always easy to set boundaries, but it's worth it. And let's hear what Dr. Anita Johnston has to say about the important skill necessary to set boundaries.
1: I would have to say that I think probably the most important skill. Uh, It's so important that I've never seen anyone fully and completely recover. Uh, And I've seen thousands of people over the years recover. So I know it's totally completely possible, but I've never seen anyone fully, completely recover from disordered eating without developing this skill. And it's the skill of assertive communication. Um, And and what that really is, is it's, it's learning how to identify, accept, and express your feelings in a way that honors your experience and honors the experience of the other person now unfortunately we 're not taught this if i had it if I had it my way, this would be taught in every school in the country because we all you know who needs your algebra right, but we all need to learn how to do this, and if you are emotionally sensitive and highly intuitive, you really need this skill and so um it it 's a matter of just learning to say things like um, you know when you leave your towel on the floor, I feel really." frustrated because it seems to me you expect me to pick up after you now you're not blaming and accusing the other person of being a slob for leaving their towel on the floor nor are you keeping your mouth shut or and then having to restrict or stuff or whatever it is you're doing with food or or getting on the pendulum swing and 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 you know this is what happens sometimes when we say okay i'm not going to say anything i'm not going to say anything i'm not going to say anything and then we reach a point we can't stand it and boom it comes flying out of our mouth like toads and then we go oh my gosh okay from now on i'm going to zip my lip keep my mouth shut and not say anything and and then just go back onto that pendulum swing but when you learn to assert uh, to assert yourself and and stand up for yourself and express your thoughts and feelings kindly and respectfully then you don't have to do whatever it is you're doing with food because Feelings are waves of energy. They're designed to move through you. Emotions are energy in motion. But what happens is because if you're emotionally sensitive and, and, and they come in and they're really strong and you don't have these skills, then you have to do something to try to block them or shove them down. Or And that's where the food and the eating comes in.
0: You just heard from Dr. Anita Johnston, the author of Eating in the Light of the Moon and she was pretty gung-ho about this idea of being assertive. Now, you cannot be assertive unless you know how to set boundaries. First, you may be wondering, what is a boundary? Or, "I I tried to set a boundary in the past and it didn't work and I don't ever want to do that again. And this lesson here is designed to help you understand what is a boundary and why they're important and how you can go about setting them in your life and getting that real world practice in. So first and foremost, let's look at the definition of a boundary. I always like to look at what a word is comprised of. This is the etymology, like what are the origins of the word? And when we look at boundary, one of the key origin words that really boils down to is this idea of limit. That which indicates the limits of anything. So a boundary means we're being aware of our limits in our physical space, our feelings, needs and responsibilities now i've heard this communicated from dr Brene brown in a very simple and easy way and that is to say this is okay this is not okay and this requires you to check in with yourself to know what really is okay for me and what is not okay and as dr anita johnston highlighted in the beginning When we stuff things down or we ignore something that doesn't feel right to us, well, then we internalize that and then the food issues act up more and more. So boundary first starts with you being aware of what your limits are. This takes practice. This is your internal work. Knowing your physical space, your feelings, your needs, and the responsibilities. So once you know what your limits are, you can communicate them so people can treat you the way you want to be treated. In order to set your boundaries, first you need to know your limits. You need to get to know yourself and your needs. Then you can learn how to communicate them in an assertive way. And now let's hear from our Boundary Ambassador here, Rosie Molinari. She's the author of Beautiful You, A Daily Guide to Radical Self-Acceptance and has wonderful things to say about why it's important to set boundaries and how you can go about doing it.
2: And what I've realized over time is that we have a profound responsibility to teach other people how to treat us Not just because we deserve to be treated well, but also to show ourselves that we can take care of ourselves. And so one thing I like to remind folks is that you can't forget that you have the right and the responsibility to quit anything that hurts you. So if you got a relationship that's like this all the time and you're like, there is no hope for that, you can quit it. But the other piece is that you can also set boundaries. I mean, because there's some – relationship you can't quit right you're like well my mom says this all the time but like I'm not going to be like peace out mom um, and so what I like to encourage people to do in those situations is to think of two responses typically the folks who do this to us have a pattern they have a way they're going to say it and so you might know they're going to say well have you thought about losing that baby you wait yet yeah, that baby's 10 years old now um, and so what I encourage you to do, especially with the holidays coming up, exactly, you're going to see like great aunt, aunt Edna and great aunt Edna always has like a bomb to drop, um, <laughs> is to think about, well, what's she going to say and what can I say in response? And I like to think of it in twofold. One, what would you most like to say? Like, just if you could like unload. And then the other is what can you stomach saying? Cause they're not often the same thing. And if you're a person who's been taking this pain for a long time, you're probably not, you're probably pretty conflict adverse.
0: There you have it from Rosie Molinari. We got to speak up. That's an important part of your recovery process. Voicing your needs in an assertive way is a crucial part of recovery. Instead of avoiding the conflict, stuffing it down, learn to communicate it assertively. So what is assertive communication and how can you start practicing it? Assertive communication is a communication style where the person stands up for their own needs and wants while also taking into consideration the needs and wants of others without acting passively or aggressively. When you speak assertively, you're able to say, this is where I draw the line. Some traits of assertive communicators are being able to clearly state needs and wants, make eye contact, listen to others without interruptions, an appropriate speaking volume where you're not hiding your voice nor are you yelling and shouting, a steady tone of voice, and confident body language. And some tips to become more assertive and practice assertiveness is to first respect yourself. Your needs, wants, and rights are as important as everyone else's. It's okay to express what you want, as long as you are also respectful towards the rights of others. Now, this doesn't mean that you won't disappoint others by setting boundaries. It's okay to disappoint others if it is setting a boundary, a healthy boundary for yourself. Second tip is take back the power. No one has the right to make you uncomfortable in your own home. And your home is your body, my friend. So no one has the right to make you feel uncomfortable in your own home. A third tip here is express your thoughts and feelings calmly, yet confidently. Take responsibility for your emotions and express them in a calm and factual manner. Try using sentences like, when you say X or do X, I feel Y because. This is a classic formula for applying assertiveness to a situation. When you say X, I feel Y because Z. Another tip is to plan. Know what you're going to say. Know your needs and wants and come up with specific sentences and words you can use to express them. And this requires you to have that level of self-awareness around what are your needs and wants in a specific situation or around a certain group of people. And finally, say no, N-O, and be open about the reasons. Instead of lying about why you're saying no, and making up excuses, be clear about why you're taking that decision. Use it as a way to communicate your needs and wants. It can feel uncomfortable to say no if you've been a yes person for so many years. It will get easier with time. And as you see, saying no to the right situations frees up your energy to align it in what you do want to say yes to. Also, the way you interact with specific family members, like your mother, will be very different from the way you interact with, say, your best friend or a coworker. Therefore, the way you communicate your boundaries can be very different depending on the relationship and who you're expressing your boundaries to. There are harder and softer boundaries, and you can try both and see what works better for you. Rosie Molinari has a great way of understanding the difference between these types of boundaries.
2: But here's what I've learned about boundary setting. If you go with a softer boundary, which is what I do, like this is an appropriate conversation for us to have, or I've also used things that are a little bit more pointed, like, um, you know, I actually don't use my body to determine what we're worth or something like that. But what I found with a softer boundary is that it takes a little bit longer to uphold. A hard boundary pretty much it right away because the person's like, Holy cow, I never want that to happen to me again. A softer boundary, the person's like, whoa, I don't know where that came from. I'm not going to say anything else to her today because I don't know what what someone put in her Rice Krispies. Mm -hmm. Um, But they might come back the next time they see you because when you're in pain and what you have found is that the thing that you're using to alleviate your pain is to take it out on someone else, you don't have a lot of viable targets. And so you don't want to believe that you've lost that target. So you're going to try again. And so I have found that if you go with a softer boundary, it might take three to five times to hold. It will hold after no more than five times is what I've seen. Um, And if it doesn't hold after that, then you really do need to quit that person.
0: The goal is to try your best to set boundaries and keep them. Now, if whoever you set the boundaries with doesn't respect them, you can always quit that relationship. Some relationships are harder to quit than others, like your family. However, you can take distance and know what is okay and what is not okay. What information is okay to share with them? What information is not okay to share with them, given their response and the way you feel after sharing it. What can help in these situations is understanding that what others say about us is not really about us, but about them. So if someone is saying something hurtful, it's really a mirror of their own pain. And Rosie Molinari has a great way of talking about this.
2: And what I've come to realize is that when people have something to say to you about your physicality or your station in life, and they do it in a way that is aggressive or abrasive, it is not about you or any part of your reality it is a mirror into something that is going on in them. And I just for the longest time hadn't realized that. Like I'd taken these things that had been sent to me over time and chewed them up and swallowed them as if they were meant for me. And what I realize now is that for some people, when they're in pain, the way that they choose to try to alleviate the pain isn't necessarily to say, well, wow, I feel really bad and maybe I should see a counselor and work on this or journal about it and work on this or talk to a friend and work about on this. The way they try to alleviate that pain is to pass it off to someone else as if there is a transitive property to our distress that like, if I hand it to you, I get to walk off and leave it. And so they say these things and it might be that they say these things about whether or not we're partnered or about our body size or about a feature or about whether or not we have a degree or whatever. And if you're kind, and, and the other piece is that people who do this, who choose this as their way to feel better, don't ever look for a person who's going to be aggressive or assertive back to them. Like they are looking for the person who will take the wound. And, and they do that thinking that they'll feel relief. And they probably do feel relief for a moment. They're like, oh, well, I'm in a you know, better shape than Rosie. But eventually that pain's going to come back to them.
0: So here's the bottom line, warrior. If you do not transform your pain, you will transmit it. And this goes for the people in your life. If they have not transformed their pain, they will continue to transmit it. Setting boundaries is a way for you to limit how much that transmission affects you and gets to you. And here's a little fun way of looking at boundaries to wrap this up. Be aware of what is unacceptable and normalize saying no. Do what's best for you and know that it's not your responsibility to sacrifice yourself for others. Every time you say no when you mean no, you're saying to yourself, I love you, respect you, and I will protect your boundaries. So with all of this information, know that it is possible to set boundaries. It takes practice. So go out there in the real world and apply this theory to practice, to mastery, so you yourself can become a boundaries badass and know what is okay and what is not okay. And the sky is the limit when you know your limits.